So. Yeah. We didn't record last week. We did not. <laughs> yes. We, in um, fact, did not. No, we needed a little R&R time. A little breaky break. Yes, because this isn't, this isn't, like, it's, it's fun, but I'm not going to say it's easy, though. No, no. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little much. It does, t- it does take time because we like to put quality effort and provide you the best content that we can, whether it fucks us up at the end of the day or not, or fucks you up at the end of the day or not. It's just, <laughs> it's, <laughs> that's a, that's a foreshadow to what's about to happen today, apparently. So, I'm sorry. It's rough. It's fine. But. Um, Zoe, uh, made the mistake of driving to Texas and I'm having medical issues again. So that's yeah. fun. Yeah. Su- super fun. 12 hour drive. Uh, Katie almost died. You know, the usual. The usual. Like it's just, it's <laughs> just another Wednesday afternoon, right? Yeah, like, exactly. It's fine. It's just, uh... Um, I'll, so I'll just, ju- I'll just say I'm having vitamin D issues again. So like, I'm super fucking tired. I can't lift. Like, I didn't tell, I didn't tell you. I went, I knew something was fucking wrong when I went to the gym and I was like, I'll just do like squats for like a quick leg day compound movement. Cause I'm still trying to get weight off and I can't get this fucking weight off to save my goddamn life. But that's, a, that's an aside. I went to the gym. I just put the bar on. Okay. No. Just the bar, which is 45 pounds, just yeah. 45 pounds. I couldn't do it. I was struggling so hard. I'm like, I can fucking back squat 135. And you mean to fucking tell me I can't, I'm struggling to do this goddamn bar. I was like, there is something wrong. Yeah, there's something big wrong. What the fuck? So I couldn't think. I couldn't talk. I couldn't process. I couldn't read. I couldn't nothing. My brain was lights on. No one's home. Okay. Really, really bad. Brain fog out the ass. Can't sleep. I can't nothing. I'm tired. I'm falling asleep. And I almost got into a car wreck. Um, I was, I was, it was funny because I had my friend of the car and I was telling him, you have to be careful in this area because people like either don't go. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that somebody was in the car. Oh God. What happened? Yeah. Alex was in the car. So he was passenger and we were talking and of course I'm just like, we're going to get sushi and I'm just kind of like dazed and confused out of it because I don't know what the fuck's going on with me. I had my suspicion that it was a vitamin D, which I was right, but. There's more to it. We think there's more to it. But um, I looked down for half a second because my brain registered that the light was green and everything was fine, right? So then I looked down and I looked back up and the car still had not moved and I'm doing 55 miles an hour. I'm headed straight for the bumper of this really fucking nice Mercedes and I went, absolutely the fuck not. I'm not paying the insurance on that. So I slammed on the brakes. I hear the tire squeal. I'm coming into hot and just like brain was like, you're going to hit, do something else. Either go left or go right. Uh, right was cars. Left was grass. So I went left into the grass. I went up onto the medium, which was just all grass. By the time I came to a stop, I was right next to the car. Right next to the car. I looked over and there was the driver. Jesus Christ. They drove off. The car that was behind me had stopped and then let me back onto the road. And I was like, Alex, I can't feel my feet. And he was like, you handled that so beautifully. And I was like, thank you. Everybody everybody was staring at me. And I was like, oh, my God, this is embarrassing. So I pulled over, checked the car. I had to, like, hop and skip around. And then I was like, Alex, can we go to the doctor's in the morning? He's like, I'll go with you. So uh, five vials of blood for all kinds of shit. The only thing that came back was um, vitamin D was deficient again. So I had a 26. Jesus. Not good. Not good. So, uh, twenty six from zero to one hundred. Okay, zero is like you. How much is it supposed to be? That's a great question. I think it's supposed to be around 
50? Or We're going to find out. 50 is like the minimum good. Of course, each lab has their own different um, scale, I think. So it just depends on hmm. things. What? I'd have to look. 30 and 50? I think so. Yeah, somewhere between 30 or- and 50 is what this says. Okay, I could pull up my like records and see myself, and we can have that conversation. Jesus, online. but that's actually a good point. Um, I'm, I was in the insufficient range, deficient range, and it was like, hey, cautionary. This person's probably uh, not doing good. But my brother. <laughs> so when I went oh. mattress, when I went mattress shopping, this would be the last story. Then you could tell your story. So then okay. I went mattress shopping, as we all know, and I got my online mattress. But when I did, the guy, the people ask, are you a back sleeper, side sleeper, stomach sleeper? And I said stomach side. So he gave me a super thin pillow. I was like, you know what's up. So I get on this mattress, and then the sales guy had fucked off. And Savannah, I was on my back. Savannah's like, like, get comfy. Like, position yourself as if you're falling asleep. And I was like, oh, God. Okay. So I roll over onto my stomach, hands tucked underneath me, legs crossed, all snuggled up, and, like, I sleep with, like, one half of my face on the pillow, but, like, the other half... Shut the fuck up. (laughs) other half of my face hanging off of the pillow so I could still breathe. And she went, what in the exorcist fucking shit are you doing? (laughs) And I was like, I'm sleeping. And she's like, no, what are you doing? She's like, do you seriously sleep like that? I was like, yeah. Not... I was like, to fall asleep... Yes, but I was like, uh, not really. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing in my sleep. I don't have anybody to watch. How do you while wake up? Are you on my are side? You in the posi- okay, I was gonna say, are you on in the side. position where you wake up? Oh, Sometimes <laughs> I don't really pay attention to what position I am in when I wake up. It's just turn that fucking alarm off when I wake up. And God, why did I have to wake up today? That's not. That's not. That's not. <laughs> That's a joke. That's not actually real. Uh, God damn it. Um, for legal reasons, this is for, a joke. For That is absolutely a joke. That is not. I am safe. I am not in danger to myself. It's okay. I, I actually like my life. It's just I like my sleep more. Okay. Which I don't wasn't getting enough of. That's the joke. So um, sleep study is the next thing I got to go do. So my brother Woo. thinks I have sleep apnea because I sleep on my chest. I mean, I wouldn't disagree. I Something want sketchy. to. <laughs> I want to disagree just because of the simple fact I don't want my brother to be right, but here we are. Okay, that's honest, yeah. Yeah, so so that's that's next on the list that I gotta go take sleep. I am gonna do cortisol levels just to make sure my adrenal glands aren't fucked because I'm still, I'm still tired. Even when my vitamin D levels are up, I'm still tired. Yeah. So... Woof. I'm just I'm just less fucked up tired, you know. Like there's a, like you're tired, but then you're like fucked up tired. The fucked yeah. up tired's gone. Now I'm just tired all Jesus. of the time if I don't sleep nine hours, which is a lot of sleep. Which is yeah. too much sleep. Yeah, you might want to mention that to your your sleep study human when you do that I, too. I yeah, that's all right. It's a lot. Of sleep. Okay, okay, your turn. Okay, so have I told you about the Yee Yee boys that come and hang out in the parking lot with their big twucks? <laughs> I told yes. you about them. Okay. Yes, you so have I told that, that on the podcast? I think I have. You, yeah, you've told a story about the Yee Yee boys. Okay. Well, uh, all right. So, well, most of the Yee Yee boys have fucked off because recently the the landowner has decided to put up signs that are like no loitering, which is great because that means if you're just dicking off playing with your little truck and measuring your penises, you have to leave, which is great. You can go do that somewhere else. Well... One of the Yee Yee boys decided to come back. Now, this fella drives 
Probably a seventy, eighty thousand dollar truck. Like it's nice. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. yeah daddy's credit card burning. So <laughs> big, pretty, right? Well, this truck has been around pretty often. Like they come by pretty often. They usually just keep to themselves. Not a big deal, right? Like it's one. We don't really give a shit. Like we never called or like got mad at them if it was just you know they're hanging out talking whatever. When they started shooting fireworks at each other or shooting paintball guns at each other or airsoft guns, stuff like that. That's when it became an issue because it was safety. Right. So everything's normal, normal day. Everything's cool. No, it's not. Well, everything's, everything's cool in (laughs) retail hell, right? Everything is like (laughs) as it should be. (sighs) Until we start hearing, like we're inside the building, we start hearing like really loud revving. I'm like, that's a, that's a little bad. So, like, myself and one of the managers goes outside, and we're standing on the front little porch area, and we look over, and there's a kid on a motorcycle just driving around the parking lot very fast. Like, excessively fast. Like, how fast would you say is too fast in a parking lot? Uh, 60. Yeah, about that. Just okay. back and forth, all over the parking lot, zigzagging in between cars, around cars, around people. Bro. Right in front of the the building. (laughs) Not the people. Like, you could do cars, not the people. Right. So, that seems like an issue. We call the police. (laughs) We're like, hey, man, sorry to tell you, this is kind of dangerous. We don't really like him doing this. You know, can somebody come and, like, get him to stop? So, they show up. Well, about five minutes after we call, we notice, oh, hey, there's a red truck. Well, in between him riding around, he goes over to the red truck and they talk for about five or ten minutes. And then he'll do the zoomies again. Well, about five or ten minutes after we call, he stops over by Red Truck Boy, and they both leave before the police show up. Fuck. Like, that's suspicious. So, a couple days later, <gasps> same thing happens. Kids riding around, acting a fool, and there's Red Truck Boys. Now, Red Truck is a double, like, a extended cab. So there's five boys in this car, in this truck, whatever. They're very recognizable because it's a $70,000, $80,000 truck, and they have a mini bike in the back. Well, it's another, like, what, it was Monday the first time it happened. Let's say it was a Wednesday the next time. Little boy's zooming around on his motorcycle, passes one of the employees as they're, like, going into the building, and he yells, Call the fucking cops, I dare you. Okay. So, we do, because, you know, he's acting a fool. Um, five or ten minutes after we call, they disappear again. One of those motherfuckers either is a cop or knows a cop. Weird. So everything's fine. They leave. The police come and we talk and we tell them what's going on. They're like, okay, just call us if he comes back. We're like, yeah, man, no big deal. We think one of them has a police scanner. And he went, ah, how well? Okay. Call us if there's another issue. So lo and behold, later in the evening, they come back. Call the police again. We say, hey, we think there's a police scanner in the truck. They go, okay. Still put it out over the radio. So, little little speedy boy on his motorcycle drives away. Uh, red truck boys are sitting there. This is like five, six in the evening. Myself and this one manager that has kind of, one or both of us has been involved this whole time. Because of course, of course, we're outside. We see them drive away. We're like, that's weird. It takes the police probably 45 minutes to get there. That's bullshit. You're That's right very- in the middle of town. <laughs> the fuck? A very long time. Which, I mean, it's not an emergency. I totally understand. They have a million and four other things happening. It's cool, right? Well, they show up. By this point, we started having customers 
come up to us and say, hey, if that motherfucker hits my kids, I swear to God, I'll run him over. That's bad. (laughs) That's dangerous. We have somebody stop in their big ass SUV in front of us and say, hey, if I see that little fucker again, I'm going to intentionally back out in front of him and let him hit my car. Like people are threatening this kid's life. I'm I'm getting nervous. That's bad. Like, I don't want somebody to get murdered in my parking lot. Like, that's scary. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of paperwork. So that's a lot of paperwork. (laughs) It is. That's That's so much paperwork. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, what do we do? Do we have to, like, call the CEO of the company and say, hey, some kid was being stupid. He got run over in our parking lot. Like, what do you do? So this policeman finally showed. Well, okay, Police guy's still not there. All these people are telling us that's really bad. So one of my coworkers is about to go to lunch and they're like, hey, that truck's parked right next to my car. I'm going to get a picture of their license plate because they're together. Right. Yeah. Pretty obviously. Well, she goes to back up and take a picture of their of their plate and they throw it in reverse, almost hit her car and start yelling obscenities the whole time as they're backing their truck up against a hill. So she drives over. I'm a little upset because I heard them yelling something. So I'm like, hey, what happened? And she goes, oh, well, uh, they called me a cunt and a fucking bitch. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, they didn't. That's not okay. So then when the policeman finally shows up, we tell him all of that. And, you know, we're saying, hey, we want him criminally trespassed because he's there. All four of those kids in that truck, five, whatever, however many there are, yelling obscenities at our workers. That's not okay. That's you trespassing. That's trespassing, harassing, like, fuck off. Well, this cop who I did not get his name and I'm so fucking pissed I didn't. I was away from the situation. I was just kind of standing watching, waiting for a little bike boy to come back. My manager and the girl that got yelled at went over to the truck with the police officer, told <gasps> him what was happening, was like, hey, this is what they said. I want them trespassed, whatever. The cop said, well, how do you know that they're with the guy on the motorcycle? Four times he said that. How do you know that they're together? They're talking. We right. have, you have proof that they were talking. You have proof that that truck pulled up with the motorbike in the back. Yep. But it's, oh, no. How do you know that they're together? I don't know this for a fact, but my manager said, you know, it's kind of weird that their facial structure, the kid that was driving and the cops were pretty fucking similar. Oh, my God. I knew it. So that's interesting. So that is like the resolution that we get for the day. He didn't trespass them. He told them to leave, but he didn't trespass them when we requested it. So that's not great. A week passes. It's been a week. The truck comes back occasionally, but they usually leave pretty fast. A Monday afternoon, about 12, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, motorcycle guy's back, driving around, acting like a fucking idiot, call the police, a young cop. Like, he and the truck are there together, the police get called, the kid drives off, we're just chilling. The truck leaves this time, too. 10 or 15 minutes after we call. This younger cop shows up, he's still, like, he's just out of the academy, he's fucking fresh, right? Like, fresh boy. You can just smell it. Fresh. You you know he wants it. He's hot on it. He's like, I'll take him down. (laughs) He's so sweet, he's so respectful, such a nice kid. He still has, like, an academy trainer with him to, like, make sure he does what he's supposed to do, like, the first month he's on the job. So, like, he's got everything down to a fucking T. He's like, okay, so we tell him our concerns. We're like, hey, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. We're afraid he's going to hurt somebody or himself. Somebody's going to hit him. Things are going to be bad. And he's like, okay, call us if something happens. (sighs) Okay, bud. So two, three hours pass. It's afternoon by now. It's, I think, maybe just dusk. So maybe it was a little later than that. 
We call because this kid's back. When my manager gets on the phone with the dispatcher, it's, oh, we've already got four other people that have called. It's not just you. <gasps> so the kid's going in and out of the parking lot all fucking afternoon, all afternoon and evening. So what this young cop did, he pulled into an adjacent like road and just waited. And then when the kids comes tearing down, oh, those lights go on and the siren goes on. He pulls them over and they confiscate his motorcycle. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no. <laughs> they confiscate his motorcycle, give him a ticket, trespass him. He and his friends have not been back since. And it, it was so nice. God. Uh, wait, was it a street legal bike? <laughs> yes, I think it was. But just the fact that they'd had so many complaints and we had showed them so many videos of this motherfucker acting like an idiot. It was a great time. No no more bike for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Awesome. Good times. But that was the epic conclusion to the kid on the motorcycle. Oh, I can show you uh, some stuff. It was crazy. Because when he would, like, drive past in front of the building, he would put his feet up on his handlebars and, like, lean back like he was hot shit. It was crazy. How much of a fucking loser do you have mm -hmm. to be to drive around a retail parking lot and yep. that is the highlight of your life? Yep. Uh, we maybe figured out who he is and where he works. Or, where, well, who his family is. In the, the greater cityscape of where we live. Um, right. And he's maybe a tech student. So when he would get out of class on Monday and Wednesday, he would come over and give the people in the parking lot hell. Ah, that would uh, make sense. Mm-hmm. Fun times. But yeah. he's He no longer is around, which is great. So. Thank wild. God. That's, 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 that's the ending that I like to hear. Yeah, like, right? Like, better, better than I wanted to right? hear. You know what Isn't I mean? It, it's so nice. It's so good. And, like, the cop didn't come and talk to us afterward, which I was kind of surprised, because normally they do. But, like, I was pretty happy with the conclusion regardless. Dope. It's good shit. Dope. That's a good cop and probably not some fucker yep. that knows, knows that's, that's my best friend's kid. Your best friend's kid's an asshole. Fuck right? your best friend and the kid. Ugh. You're not Crazy. above. You're not above the law to do that. Oh, my God. Yeah, so... Good times, but that's how it ended, and we haven't had any trouble since, and that's been two or three weeks, so that's Yay. good. Yay! Yay. Good times. Great times. The best okay. of times. All right. It was the best of times, and it was the worst of times. Exactly. The Tale of Two Cities. All right. But you want to know what also <laughs> is the best of times and the worst of times? Oh, yep. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Spooky stories. Ah. All right, what do you want? Heads or tails? Uh, booty ass. All right. As is tradition. Squeak, squeak. I'm, yeah, I'm going to call it booty ass in public one day, and it's going to be really uncomfortable. I think someone has already said that that's... Someone mentioned that you need to stop because you're going to just say that. Kind of like how you told that girl, that's a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, good point, good point, good point. Good point. Uh, no, never stop. Just never stop. It's fine. It's fine. Can, it's okay. Professional setting. Just flip that coin. I want booty ass. Mm. You got booty ass is what you got. Oh, booty so ass. I'm going to go first. Uh, okay. But before, but before we yeah. ruin everyone's night and life and other things, um, if you want to support um, Zoe getting traumatized about re eh. reading really... <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> if you... <laughs> okay, I'll take it back. If you want to support 
this and Zoe's therapy that she's going to need <laughs> after this episode, apparently. Please be sure to head on over to Patreon at patreon.com slash her. I barely know her. We have two tiers. We have the $5 tier and the $7 tier. $5 tier was great, but let me tell you about that $7 tier. The $7 tier, you get access to bonus episodes Ooh. and you get a personal virtual high five from Zoe. And, ah. uh, I will send you a sticker in the mail. It's a really nice sticker. It's like a it's four a by four. Really, really cool sticker too. It's really yeah, this is a nice sticker. It's I'll good send sticky. you a sticker. It's a little sticky. The best sticky. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, fuck me up. Okay. Um, so this is the exorcism, because we're doing exorcisms this week. You can tell from Ooh. the title. Merry Christmas. Ooh. Ooh, wow. Crazy. Of a name that is Romanian and it's hard for me to pronounce. One moment. You didn't What? Come on. I did. You did what? Mar- Marikika Cornici. Yeah, that's her name. First and last. There is a middle name, Irina, but I just ignored that one. Sorry. So. Do you want to you wanna just call her Irina just to make it? Oh, yeah. Or Cornici. Because I think that's what I call her mostly in my notes is Cornici. Oh, okay. Okay. We, okay that's fine. So. All right. I just want to make your life easier. <sighs> Thanks. Yeah, because this story is going to make it really hard. Uh, so at the very beginning of my notes, yes. I was about to say, do we need to put a trigger warning to this? Yeah. Like, like yeah. what kind? Like, uh, I have a specific section when we get to the actual exorcism, because this is like, I'm going to tell you two pages of like relevant information about Romania and the cultural climate and like the religious climate before we get to the exorcism. So right now, everything is, well, this is just like general war shit that's happened in history. So okay. I'll tell you when it gets like super bad. Okay. So <laughs> you might just get like a fun historical time if you're really sensitive, and that's okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I put this in here so it's a little bit for everybody. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so this story takes place in Romania, and we need to understand background information before we get into it. So right after World War II, Romania was put under the influence of the Soviet Union, and in 1947, communist rule was implemented, and the country was known as the Socialist Republic of Romania. Love it. Yeah, if you have access to my notes, there's a lot of in-text citation that leads you to a lot of other things. So if you want to just, like, learn a bunch of history shit, like, that's pretty fun. Nerd. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> yeah. I tried to condense it and make it, like, super relevant. Okay. So, the Socialist Republic of Romania was a Marxist-Leninist, that's a hard word to say, one-party yep. socialist state. So one party? That's not how any of this works. That's how socialism and like Marxist socialism specifically works. Gross. One party. That's it. That's all you get. Yeah. So for them, the way that they said everything's going to be kitten sunshine and rainbows, they started a literacy campaign. That's good. Everybody can read. That's exciting. Okay. Yeah. They followed that up with heavy censorship. No. Less good. Then they went into mass nationalization of the country, which is that also not good. No, no. Then they implemented re-education for people that were against the Socialist Party via the prison system. That's not re-education. And then they went into deportations for those that they couldn't re-educate using the penal system. And then finally, there was significant occupation by the Soviet Union military from 44 to 58. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. With your bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And Romania was like the farthest out from like the main USSR. It was like a border country to other like non-socialist and communist countries. So fun fact. 
So Romania had been part of the Warsaw Pact, which for those of you who are not super familiar with the Cold War, that was the Communist Defense Pact formed in response to NATO during the Cold War. So wait, so like war oh, so like Warsaw was anti-NATO? Yes, yeah. So um most of the western countries formed NATO, which is, you know, if the USSR attacks England, all of the countries in NATO are going to fuck them up. So Lovely. Right. So the USSR was like, oh, we need one of those. So they made it with all of the countries within the USSR or sympathizers to the USSR. So fun fact. Super exciting. Wow. So Romania's finances were not doing great. Um, They were actually being drained from Sovroms, which was a tax exempt Soviet Romanian series of companies that allowed the Soviet Union to basically control the entire economic state of Romania. Oh, so Romania was just a bleed state for money. Every single country that was part of Warsaw, except for Soviet Russia, was. So there wasn't even a pact. It's just, we're going to occupy you and take your money. Basically, because typically communist leaders are the richest folks in the country. Ah. So it works for one guy, not for anybody else. It does. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Then Romania's finances were further drained when the Soviet Union demanded war reparations after the end of World War II and during the Cold War. Poor Romania. Jesus. Yeah. Yep. Not a good time. Um, The people were controlled through organizations like the Communist Party, the Union of Communist Youth, Great National Assembly, the State Council, the Patriotic Guards, the Roman Orthodox Church, which is completely different than the Catholic Church, and um, Comtrust, Comtruist, and other, like, secret police forces. Ah, so just any party labeled something differently to be like, the state council loves you, and uh-huh. it's yeah. secretly a communist party. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Super good time. Kay. Oh, goodness. We're going to get into some crazy Romanian names that are really hard for me to say. Yeah, that's... Both of those. Right. Both of them. So the very first leader of this new communist Romania was Gorge. Hold on. Just just say just say Gorge. Gorge Gogira Desh. Gogira Jade. However. I would have gave up. I would have gave up. Thanks. I have a pronunciation I'm listening to in my ears. (laughs) (laughs) I had it up so I could say it right. Uh, And then the second leader, because there were ever only two. Uh, was a man named Nikolai Cherochescu. We're going to call him Nikolai because I have to talk about him again. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so under Nikolai, Romania was able to experience a brief waning of internal repression that kind of led to his positive image among the people and among Western countries. Because he was, you know, making things a little less awful, right? Great. Okay. Love that. Um, yeah. And then uh, tensions began to rise in the 1980s. So protests started in earnest when the government tried to evict Hungarian Reformed Church pastor Laszlo Tokes because it, they Christianity was illegal in Romania the entire time. Wow. Just okay. fun fact. So um, the people started to call for the overthrow of Nikolai and a change in government in light of this and similar events that had happened in neighboring nations because they're like, oh, hey, these guys are getting democracy. What the fuck, man? We want that. (laughs) We want that. That actually sounds like we have a choice. That sounds great. Gimme. 
This is where the country's secret police force, the Secretariat, that's not how you say it. That's a horse. Yeah. I was like, that's not right. Hold on. Oh, no. Where's my pronunciation for this bad boy? How dare you? Secretate. Sure. We're going to call it that. The the secure taint. Yeah, that. Let's, let's call it that. <laughs> they, uh, this, that was the secret police that kind of controlled anything and everything. That, those were like the boogeyman that if you wanted to scare your kids into behaving, you talked about because they'd come and take you away and kill you. Jesus Christ. Right. So those folks proved incapable of stopping the revolt. So eventually, Nikolai and his wife, who she was actually helping him run the country, which is pretty fucked. Like, great job for like letting women do things, but also bad job. Yes. Securitate. Thank you. That a group's name is Securitate. Fancy. I was close. Sorry. Uh, You were very close. Thank you. It was better than Secure Taint by a long shot. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, man. So this this family were forced to leave uh, or die, right? So they jumped in a helicopter and tried to get away. I say tried because, of course, they were caught. They were convicted of charges of genocide. Damage to the national economy, abuse of power to execute military actions against the Romanian people. So they legitimately were killing people just because. So that's cool. That's a good time. The the, the Nikolai's family, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. He and his wife. Okay. Great. So they, they were sentenced to death and executed on Christmas Day of 1989. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Um, they were actually the last people ever executed in Romania as a capital punishment was abolished soon after. Yeah. So that's wackadoodle. Okay. So the National Salvation Front took power soon after the uh, Nikolai and his family fled and promised free and fair elections within five months. So December to May, they were able to deliver. And the following May, one of those leaders was actually elected as prime minister very quickly, like landslide victory. So that's cool. That's exciting. All right. Democracy. Yay. So since then, Romania's relations with the West have actually improved, and Romania entered NATO in 2004, because, you know, the Warsaw Pact only lasted as long as the USSR, and that was in the 80s, I think. So, great. Good stuff. Then it entered into the European Union in 2007. So, hey, Romania's doing great. Democratic reforms have proved moderately successful, not like super successful, but also not failing. So that's okay. Corruption's still a big deal. Big thing. Happens a lot. I mean, not great. Here too. So True. It's every every political climate. Their economic reforms continue, but unfortunately, many Romanian children still suffer from childhood poverty, and a lot of them don't make it to adulthood as a result. Oh. Yeah. Romania is a rough place to be. So there is okay. kind of the historical background to the country itself. Now we're going to talk about the Roman Orthodox Church, because that's relevant. Are you super excited? It's rough. Okay. No. So uh, this this section does have um, a trigger warning for anti-Semitism. So be aware of that. That is a thing. Sorry, everyone. Love it here. <sighs> so the ether- that's, that's sorry. That's sarcasm. Yes. I want to yeah. say I love it here. That is sarcasm. Yeah. I wanna, yeah, yeah. No, that's right. hard sarcasm. That's a hard sarcasm. I uh, that's I uh, don't love it. No. Here. No. It's okay. this is terrible. Oh, <laughs> so. The Eastern Orthodox, which is where the Romanian Orthodox Church comes from, actually split from Roman or- their Roman Orthodox brothers in 1865. So this goes back a couple hundred years. 
the Russian, or excuse me, Romanian, I keep saying Russian, the Romanian Orthodox Church has been independently ran ever since. They don't have a pope. Their highest ranking archbishop in Romania is like the leader, and they are known as the Ecumenical Patriarch of Constantinople. That is their like official title instead of pope. So you know what songs you know what songs going through my head right now? What? The Constantinople song. That makes sense. Istanbul is now Constantinople. It is Istanbul. Is now Constantinople. Constantinople. Ah. The marina. It's a, it's a it's a it's a fire song. It's lit. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's, it's pretty good. It's, 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 it's jazzy. It's pretty good. It's jazzy. It's jazzy. It gets me going. <laughs> it gets, the, gets the juices flowing. You know what Whoa. I'm saying? <laughs> oh, so then in the later, uh, excuse me, in the 1920s, they moved toward nationalism as a church because, of course, um, which fits in why they supported what the government was doing which is what we just finished up talking about. They were a supporter of that government. Uh, So then in the later half of the 1920s, the church adopted anti-Semitism, which can be found in their documents. There was, Oh yeah. There was a, go ahead. They, I'm sorry. Um, you're fine. Fuck. It's in their documents. They wrote it down. Yo, they were (laughs) ballsy enough. Thank you. They were ballsy enough to write it down to like yep. like put it out there like oh we hate the jews like what yep yep so the poor, um the poor mm. jews like they just exist and everyone's like fuck those people like yeah what? yeah yeah like yeah good time good time so uh th- there was an article written in 1925 by a professor priest fun thing professor priest i can't say his name uh his last name's morska that blamed the Jews for the economic situation of Romania, which is playing off of older anti-Semitic propaganda. Like, not good. The, the fact. The fact. Okay, fun fact first off. You, fun fact about Jewish people. Yes. I'm not going to say the Jews. I'm going to say Jewish people. Okay. Is they are the only group of people that are both religious and have their own, like, specific DNA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are like they are their own. Like, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, absolutely. Second, I love how anybody can fathom that a group of people have that much power to just bring down a whole financial infrastructure. Absolutely. It's it's something that I have never understood, because the fact that the Jewish people are different, like like they are notably different. Their DNA is different. Like, that tells us, like, oh, I can believe they're God's people. Absolutely. Like, that's a thing, right? In my brain. Right. How can we blame them? Like, I know they screwed up. They did a bad thing. They killed Jesus. I get it. But through that, like, all the rest of us are able to go to heaven, not just the Jews. So, like, whoa now. But Like, it worked out for everybody. Calm yeah, down. Seriously. <laughs> Come on, guys. But anyway, so through the 1930s. Their, their forms of anti-Semitism changed and grew in the worst way possible, right? In the negative. Um, so with the rise of Nazi Germany, the anti-Semitism oh. got worse. Oh, fuck. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. Did we go back in time? Yeah, we went back in time. Okay, yes. all right. Sorry. Cause, all right. Yeah, because we started okay. in the 1800s and now we're moving forward until we get to where we were at in the 2000s. Well, Right, and I was, like, stuck in the hole, like, we just killed off Nikolai in, like, mm-hmm. the end of, like, the 1900s. Yeah. I hate that I just fucking said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn it. It hurts, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It fucking Ow. stinks. Ow. Ow. Oh, con, comfy. We're old. Oof. 
I refuse. I will throw money at this bitch until I don't feel like shit again. Eh. So. Tell me. The country joins the Access powers, obviously. That makes sense, right? Access was the Access. bad people. Yes. We are the Access. allies. They were the Access. A-X-I-S. Why are you yes. saying, like, Access? It's Access. Whatever. I say it funny because I have an accent. Leave me alone. <laughs> My mom says Washington, okay? Like, I can get by with Access. You didn't. Wait, 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 wait. You huh? didn't. You didn't tell why there's a salt shaker on the oh, nightstand. Oh, okay. No, there's salt shaker on the nightstand because skinwalkers. You throw it at skinwalkers and they go away. <laughs> wait. Okay, we're gonna derail this whole fucking episode for just a second. All yeah. right. I know. Yeah. I know, Martha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You you mean to tell me this woman? Uh huh. That is southern bread, sweet tea drinking, church uh-huh. on Sundays. Actively believes enough. In the in the in the skin pedestrians, yeah, the flesh pedestrians. Excuse me, the flesh pedestrians that she keeps salt on her nightstand. Yes, yeah. How does she even know about them? Because it's stories that have been passed down through generations of mountain people, my friend. I thought skinwalkers were out in fucking wherever the hell that was, Arizona. Yep, but I mean, there's still weird, creepy, crawly shit. So it might not be Wait. like flesh pedestrians specifically, but she was like, oh, no, I keep it on the side table so I can throw it at stuff. And I went, what kind of stuff, mom? And she went, um, you know, stuff. And I went, no, mother, no, no, I don't no, no. know what stuff means. I don't know nah. what kind of stuff you're talking about. So then Spill we got beans. to uh, talking about it. And uh, my roommate, Juice Boy, uh, was telling me that his grandfather also kept salt on his nightstand and we what got to talking fuck? he went yeah skinwalkers so then i went back to my mom and i went mama skinwalkers and she went yeah i guess you could call them that what would you call them what she didn't she have a name them? oh my god yeah so that's kind of wild I'm, I'm upset yeah that yeah. that was so ingrained in mm-hmm. our bullshit that yep. it was people were actively keeping salt crazy right on their yes that's wild to me wild it's a little scary it's i don't like it here sometimes you know ha, 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 we, ha, don't, ha. we don't we don't know what's out there exactly okay all right so it's i'm exactly. gonna re-rail re-rail this episode. okay cool uh where did i leave off nazis i don't i don't know something about salt axis yes yeah. they joined okay. the axis powers and some of the church leaders started to get involved in politics Yep, because that's always a good thing when your church leader is getting in your government. Oh, no, you spilled your church in my government. Oh, no, you spilled your government in my church. That was a Reese's (laughs) peanut butter commercial. What? Oh, no, you got your chocolate in my peanut butter. Oh, no, you got your peanut butter in my chocolate. I was like... There were layers there. It no, right, and I but I thought I thought our chocolate companies were getting into our political, and <laughs> no, I was like, God. "Is this? Are we breaking the third wall here? What the fuck is happening?" There's so many walls. Okay, so Patriarch Myron Sestira became Prime Minister of Romania in February of 1938. That a is chick? a lady, a man. Excuse me, that is a man. Uh, that is a patriarch oh. of the church. What's so a big important guy. Yes. What's matriarch? Okay, yes. go ahead. Yes, the lady stuck. one. You're fine. Okay. <laughs> it's the lady one. <laughs> it's the lady one. Yep, that's the lady one. <laughs> that's the lady one. Okay, go ahead. Yes. So, in March of 1938, the church banned the conversion of Jews who were unable to provide their Romanian citizenship. 
So anybody fleeing from Germany, Poland, or any of the other countries under Nazi control could not become un-Jewish to keep themselves alive. Bruh. Fun fact. Well, that's that's in Romania, right? Like, so basically, Correct. the Jews could not flee. The Jewish to people could not flee to Romania. All right. Correct. Yeah. Um, oh gosh. So that's not great. And finding out that information, people who couldn't provide their Romanian citizenship citizenship papers, the government started to deport those folks straight back into the hands of the Nazis. Ah, oh, you fucking assholes. Yep. And those are the people that were involved with the church. Because the church became involved with the government. So that's bad. That's very bad. I'm not a fan of this church. I don't know if you could tell. A little bit. I can tell you're getting a little spicy. (sighs) It makes me upset. So during the communist period, the Romanian Orthodox Church, because this this was all like pre them becoming a communist state. Now they are a communist state. We have just become a communist state. Okay. End of World War II has happened. The Romanian Orthodox Church tried to redeem themselves a little bit, I think. Still super anti-Semitic, but they openly spoke about their opposition against the harm of the Romanian people. So people started getting um, pulled into prisons. Anybody that was not in support of the Communist Party, bad things happened to. So the Romanian Orthodox Church was like, no, no, that's not okay. We need to stop doing that. These are our people. Like, these are our people. Like, stop. What are you doing? (sighs) So, of course, as a result of this opposition... Several of the high-ranking church officials just mysteriously died a few days after speaking out against the government. Weird. Oh my god. Weird, right? That's just crazy. That's what just, a coincidence. Yeah, just, what a coincidence. Just so so coincidental for the government. Yeah. So eventually, after many losses to their structure, the church went through some reforms. Because at this point, it was reform or die. So they changed their ecclesiology, which means their their church, um, to justify its subservience to the state on supposedly theological terms. They cited uh, Augustine of Hippo, John Christome, Maximus the Confessor, Origen, and Tertullian. So basically, Great. what all that means is that the church owed allegiance, blah, 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 owed allegiance to the secular government and should be in its service. It breaks down to Christians owed submission to their secular rulers as if it was the will of God. Whoa. So anybody who fought this, both church folk and private folk, were purged. (gasps) And that means exactly what you think it means. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So after the Romanian Revolution, which was the end of the communist period, the church never willingly admitted that they were collaborating with the regime. So they never said, oh, yeah, they made us change our church laws. So they never changed the laws back. Because that's a great idea. Wait, so even though they were no longer a communist country, they just didn't change the rules that if you spoke out against the regime or the church, you're going down still? Right. Or that you had, like, the, the church is still subservient to the secular government. Oh. Like, the church still has to follow all the laws, implement all the laws, do anything and everything, because we're all one nation. We're all in this together. We're all here for the glorification of our country. That sounds a little Northern Korean to me, if you ask me. Right. So that's cool. That's a good time. Hmm. 
Even though the church as a whole never admitted that, several priests publicly admitted to it when they were had been faced with, like, the secret police. So, like, the police showed up and were like, hey, you're either going to reform your church or we're going to kill you. Like, those are your options. And those guys were like, well, obviously we're going to reform the church because we don't want to die, right? So those folks, when asked publicly, hey, did this happen? They were like, yeah, yeah, it happened. But, like, the organization itself never said it did. Gotcha. So that's gotcha. bad. <laughs> so as for today... The state still provides the funds for paying the salaries of the priests, the deacons, and any other clergy involved with the church. That's over 100 million euros for salaries, along with additional millions for maintaining church property. Ooh. So it sure sounds like a state religion to me. Yeah, it does. Hmm. Okay, so this is where the real story begins. And I wanted to go ahead and put in some warnings for all of you. So, ugh. This is, this is, this is kind of rough. So this story takes place in the Romanian Orthodox Church Monastery in Tanchu in Vasily County, Romania in 2005. This 2005. is recently. Okay. Yes. About, actually, 20 years ago, but still. <sighs> Nothing about this story is redeeming. And a lot of it is triggering. If, if suicide, abuse, physical harm, sexual assault, homophobia, or murder trigger you, please just sit, skip this whole part. Okay? Like all of it. Just oh. go. Just my be gone. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. Oh my God. It's not a good time. Uh, it's really bad. <laughs> and I'm so sorry for those of you that decided to stay. Um, uh, so please do not force yourself if any of those things make you uncomfortable. It's totally okay. You could read like a quick synopsis on the internet if you really want to. That's probably less rough than this. I this don't know is... if I, I don't, I don't like the sexual assault one. That one yeah. upsets me, it's, but we'll, it's... we'll see. It's very slim. It's not a whole, whole, well, whole, okay. whole lot. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, um, okay. Oh, I also have to add uh, violence against children. That's a thing. I didn't type in here. Love it. Uh, I had to put that in there for anybody that's reading the notes. Okay. God. So in January of 2005, 23-year-old Markika Irina Kornici, thank you, moved yep. to the Tanshu Monastery. So that is where our story will begin. We're going to go back 25 years to when she was born. So now we're in 1982. Hmm. Remember all of the things? Yes. 1982 is not 25 years ago. What? Excuse me. 23 years from 2005. My apologies. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. So okay. <laughs> remember all of the cultural and historical stuff that I had told you um, in 1982, they were still a communist country in 1982. Okay. So that's why it's relevant. Huh. So, Koronichi, her mother, was an abusive alcoholic, and her father, try as he might, could not handle her and her violence and her abuse of him and the children. Damn. He hung himself. We start oh out my. shitty right out the fucking gate, bud. <gasps> it just gets worse. Oh, my God. His daughter found him. Oh, His my God. His daughter found him. The mom decided she didn't want to be a single mom dealing with two kids she much preferred her liquor dropped the kids off at an orphanage starting off uh, strong god <sighs> the orphanage wasn't any better the kids here were starved they were beaten they were abused by the administrators who stole the money the food the goods and the objects provided to the orphanage as foreign aid or from the government for aid so these kids what? had nothing what a fucking sleaze bag. I hope he's rotting in a very confined circle of hell. This one includes violence against children. Um, many of the kids, including Koronichi herself, were used in child porn. This was with the knowledge and consent of the orphanage administration. 
Oh. This was a way that they made money. No. So like many kids who experience this sort of shit, they don't have a healthy view of sex and of healthy relationships. So when Kornichi reached puberty, she began, she like learned to obscure her femininity and her like feminine features to avoid being a sexual target from the boys in the orphanage. Ugh. Which makes sense because you want to protect yourself. I get it. Right. She took up karate on the side to defend herself and became physically aggressive toward everybody. It wasn't like, because she knows how to defend herself now. She's like, fuck with me, I'll fuck you up. I get it. Fair enough. Makes sense. Fair enough. Yep. This is where things get not great. <sighs> Once again, violence against children. She developed an eroticized relationship with a close friend from the orphanage, which became sadomasochistic when she began to beat her friend. Because uh -oh. she didn't understand healthy sexual relationships, right? Um, she also had a physically and mentally unhealthy relationship with another girl from the orphanage who she tormented and she derived sexual pleasure from tormenting this girl. Oh, no. Not okay. Not okay. None of this is good. <sighs> when she left the orphanage, she found work as a nanny for a family in Germany. Um, she was able to save up a good amount of money and she intended to actually use this money to establish herself and her friend Agheel in Germany. So she called her friend up and was like, hey, babe because she also had a sexual interest in this girl um which the girl did not return that's important too but oh what oh okay so this yeah. is just like a forced relationship kind of it's very uncomfortable so she she wants to be in a relationship with this girl she's like hey i'm gonna come visit you what's up and she's like oh you can come visit me but uh i'm a nun in a convent so like you can come see me but that's what's up Ooh. this place was called holy trinity so Kornichi goes to Holy Trinity to visit her lady friend. Yes. Yeah. Skipped a part. Oh, it did? She was ex uh, she was incorporating homophobic attitude. Oh, I missed a lot. Shit. Yeah, you did, actually. I, missed, I, my like, brain's jumping around because I'm so right. panicky. Ugh. You're right. I, I got you. All right, great. So let's back it up then. Ooh. So right after- so they're having a they're having a weird sexual abusive relationship. Correct. So okay. around this same time, Kornichi- incorporated homophobic attitude along with anti-sexual stances which everyone assumed were founded on fear of attack so even though she's like having a sexual relationship with another girl she's being homophobic what the fuck right probably because like everyone assumes it's because she doesn't want to be attacked for being gay so okay. it's a like i'm gonna talk big shit but i'm actually gay Ah, so, here we, yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, either way, it's not okay. It's not good. It's not a good time. So Akil, who was with her in the orphanage, that's where they started their their friendship. Um, during this time, Akil believes that Kornichi started to hear the voice of her father. She's tripping. That's relevant. We'll talk more about that in a minute. So back to Agneel. Akil is a nun at Holy Trinity. Oh, so Kornichi arrives she discovers that Akil is a nun yes you skipped a bunch again Fuck. <laughs> you this whole thing right here you know i you talked about like, that a minute ago you she worked as a nanny yeah in germany save money and save she wanted to use the money to like start a life with a friend in germany who she also had a like sexual interest in but the friend didn't want to like go with her because she worked she was in a convent did it say how egg I'm going to call her Angel. Uh, Soul. Angel yeah. got to Germany. So did she She just escape to Germany? She's not in Germany. She's in Romania. 
So Cornici is in Germany working and then coming back to Romania. So she works in Germany. She lives in Romania. She's going back and forth because they're like really close to each other, border countries, whatever. So Okay, but was Anki- okay, so there was the Holy Trinity Church in Germany or in Romania? Romania. Okay. So, yes. I, okay, I pick it up what you're putting down. Yeah, now. sorry. Right, cool. I right. didn't explain okay. that super well. It's it's the trauma from having to fucking research all this. So, <laughs> <laughs> so all right, we, we are now at the Holy Trinity Church. You following? Yes. Well, the convent, the monastery, whatever the fuck you want to call it. The place where the people go that do the stuff. The nuns. Yes. Those people. Oh. So she's a nun. Her friend Cornichi shows up, asks her friend, hey, run away with me. Come be my sweet, sweet lover in Germany. Let's go. I love the dance you're doing. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so Akil says, no, I'm here. I'm happy. I'm serving the Lord. I'm doing my thing. No, you can stay, though, and hang out. That's cool. You should be a nun, too. They make sure that we're fed, we help people, and we make sure nobody gets hurt like we did when we were kids. Good situation, right? That's that's a great situation. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, man, like, we'll do the work. We'll take care of the children, like, feed the widows and the orphans, man. It's like in the book or something. Let's go. Courtney, she didn't want to do that. She was she was pretty, pretty against that whole situation. So, yeah. That's not, that's not good. It's not, it's not great. So she's like, yo, fuck you. Fuck these nuns. I'm out. So she leaves. Okay. And then a couple of years later, Cornichi calls Egg Heel again and is like, hey, you ready to like come be my lesbian lover in Germany? And she's like, nah, man, you want to come visit me again? She's like, yeah, that's cool. So something in that interaction, some way that they talked, something that they did, Cornichi decided, yeah, no, I think, I think it would be a nun. So she becomes a nun. That's a pretty, that's a pretty 180. Yeah. I'm going from being like a fucking sexual deviant to this poor girl. Yeah. And living a hard crash life and being very aggressive, mm-hmm. confrontational for obvious reasons. I'm not saying Yeah. Oh, absolutely. To let's be a nun. Yeah. So. Right. I guess you got to start somewhere. Right. That's true. So I don't, I don't really understand how this happened, but it did. So Koronichi decided to become a nun in January of 2005. So now we're back in 2005. Everything's great. She's a nun. Yay. Okay. She was doing really well. She was learning her scriptures. She was doing her catechisms. She was doing all the stuff she was supposed to do. She was behaving. She was having a great time growing and learning and like trying to process her trauma is good stuff, right? Till it Economy. wasn't. Till I it wasn't. Didn't get there until it. we're not getting there anymore, apparently. Till it oh, wasn't. Right? <laughs> the hand. <laughs> The hand jives for me. It's I'm great. so stressed out, man. Oh my gosh, it's so oh, so bad. Okay, okay. Wait, everybody. Is, is it getting worse? Yeah, it's gonna get worse. It's gonna get way worse. So, well, it was bad. You mean we gotta get bad again? Yes, it was bad. It got a little bit better because she got out. She like did her own thing. She was having a good time. She was trying to like get this girl to like be her girlfriend. She's like, no, I don't want to. Everything was cool, even though you know, like it was like a romance novel. Not anymore. <laughs> Okay. So May of 2005, Cornichi was attending mass. She started giggling to herself in the pew. Just giggling, like quietly, but she was like giggling, which is not a thing you do at mass. No. Not a thing you do. Not when you're 23. So she was giggling in mass, and then she started to like whisper under her breath, almost like she was talking to herself. And then she started like side-eyeing people and talking about them as if they weren't there, like normal volume and this this is like just a progression through the month then 
she started to make sexual comments about herself and the women around her. Uh Uh-oh. Then she started to yell at the nuns. Very provocative and obscene things. And then at one point, she confided in someone at the monastery that she was hearing a voice that she believed was the devil. Telling her she was a sinner. And things aren't okay. She is not okay. 23? Yeah. So schizophrenic? 23. Your kitty's eyes in the background just lit the fuck up and it scared me. He looked up just perfectly for him to be on the edge of the corner. Yeah. Uh, I see his little green eyes eyes. Little baby. Because he has has like a black, black brownish face and it's like you can't see anything except the eyes and it's always fucking creepy. He's so cute. I love him. So she has schizophrenia. I cannot confirm in this part of the story. Give me a minute. So that's not good. So then she became irrationally violent often directed at herself and at one point she set her room on fire while she was inside it hey it's one thing to set room to your fire but when you're inside your own room and you set your room on fire yeah that's something else (laughs) so after this the nuns restrained her i.e tied her hands and feet with rope uh and took her to the hospital okay yeah which i mean that, that makes sense that's what i would do so during this time uh, she spent April 9th to the 24th in Volusi County Hospital, where she went through intensive care, psychiatry, or s- psychiatry. No, psych- psychiatry. You said that right. The just My Psychi- dyslexia is fucking me up. Psych- psychiatric care. That, that. Psychiatry. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. And then into intensive care again. Uh, she was diagnosed with major psychosis, keyword schizophrenia, but they called it major psychosis. That's important. They just said okay. major psychosis. And leukemia. And fucking leukemia? Yes. So she's gonna die. There is nothing they can do. Awesome. So at this point, it's speculated that she was actually released from the psychiatric wing so that her impeding death from leukemia would not cost, like, count against the hospital's statistics. That's fucked up. Correct. Correct. So she was eventually released from the hospital since they couldn't cure her cancer and since, like, no one was there to really care for her because she didn't have any family, she was released into the care of the monastery. Mm. Now, something that was said while she was in the care there, one of the nurses in the intensive care ward said to the Mother Superior, she's possessed. So, Mother Superior ran with it. Woo. So. Awesome. Great times. Oh, so they take her back to the monastery and... They're going to care for her. So in caring for her, they're going to do so through improving her spiritual state with a combination of love, fasting, obedience, and confession. They were woefully uninformed about her physical condition. So they weren't explicitly told what is going on with leukemia. And they also were not told she's schizophrenic. They were told she's had a major psychosis. What the fuck? Correct. Not a good thing. Not a good thing. That, that it's 2005 like right. it was still 2005 she's got schizophrenia yeah. and leukemia tell her caregivers that that's what's up right <sighs> so she was supposed to come back in 10 days for a checkup so now we're going to talk about the priest that leads the head of the monastery his name is father daniel Corganu. we're gonna call him dan i don't like dan <laughs> very much <laughs> no we oh my god so he fancies himself an exorcist at war with the devil. 
Oh my god, she's just got schizophrenia. That's what he calls himself. He says that he is a exorcist at war with the devil. He will just flat out tell you that's what he does. That's who he is. So Dano is a man that rejects modern science. And he's very against the idea of religious tolerance. Dan would boast of wanting nothing to do with the pagan West. He's 29 years old and a radical among the church. Oh my god, he was only 29? Yep. So Dan Arino has got himself a cult following with people who think that conservatives aren't conservative enough within Romania. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. So. She's she's fucked. Yeah. So Dan Arino, he and his congregation and the nuns come from the least educated segment of society. I don't mean that in a derogatory way. It's just factual. They're not taught how to read. Um, In this particular area of Romania and in this particular area of the world, disenchantment is common. Do you know what disenchantment is? No. Okay, I'm going to tell you. It's really not okay. So it's used to cure particularly bad flus or even mental disorders. So it requires someone's ill will or something evil to be rooted out of the person. Oh. It literally is, I'm going to pray it away. Pray the gay away. Love it. Yep. If that doesn't work, <laughs> exorcism will work. If, disen- if disenchantment doesn't work, exorcism's the answer. Oh, no. Yeah. So that's what I mean when I say that these folks are the least educated because they believe that that's something that can happen because they're not, they don't believe in science. Like, none of them get an explanation of like psychology nobody knows that mental disorders are a thing it's just you you literally like try to pray it away Ugh. okay yeah so that is that is that is like the perfect storm for the worst fucking thing that can happen right right not a good time so oh so why didn't the nuns try to stop the exorcism that all of us know is gonna happen because obviously praying didn't make it go away because she has schizophrenia (sighs) well these women had no theological training at all. So they aren't taught how to read. They're not taught any critical thinking skills. They're re- like, religiously speaking, they existed in like a hazy mental world where a knot in a piece of wood is a sign of the devil. Like that is something that is so common to these people in fucking 2005. That's so bad. Like, yes. It, like the fact that you we keep having to bring up it's 2005 because I'm like... I think that this is taking place in the 1800s. It literally sounds like the fucking Puritans in Salem. Like, that's what this sounds like. And it's not. That's so sad. (sighs) So these nuns, like, to them, it literally was, like, it wasn't an idea that Koronichi had a demon inside of her. It was, she does. Like, it's a matter of fact to them. Because she's acting counter to her normal behavior. Something is going on. They can't make it go away. It's got to be the devil. So these women just wanted their friend back. They just wanted their friend to be okay. The only thing that they knew how to do was go to the priest and say, hey, she's possessed. What do we do? And that's where Dana Reno does the thing. So Uh. Dana Reno just wanted to fulfill his aspirations to cast out devils. So unlike the Roman Catholic Church, which is over here on the left hand side, the Roman Mm -hmm. Catholics which I never thought I would say the Catholics would be on the left. The Roman Catholics are over here on the left. They believe in science. They believe in psychology. They acknowledge that possessions happen, right? But they also say, well, psychology has to play a factor because science is a thing. So we have to acknowledge 
not necessarily they're possessed. It could just be that they're schizophrenic. It could be that there's some other mental disorder we don't know about. Something is happening, right? So they try and go through that route first. <sighs> These folks don't believe in science. Mm. They don't even fucking know about science. Not even believe right. it. Right. So Dana Reno doesn't believe in science. His organization doesn't really believe in science. Now, there is a protocol within the Romanian Orthodox Church. They do think that exorcisms are a thing, but instead of like the Roman Catholics think that it can be more common than it really is, necessarily, they think it like happens pretty often, but they're also like, okay, we should like look at the science. The Romanian Orthodox say, no, no, we can't do this often. We can only do it twice a year. So the church itself, like the, the church structure, will only do exorcisms twice a year. That's it. And right. there has to be three priests involved in an exorcism at a time. It has to be three priests once or twice a year. So wait, wait. So when you say once or twice a year, so like if you're possessed, you have to wait until that date to be exorcised. Or, or is it a, or a person's exercised only twice a year? Yeah. So like, okay. So if say somebody was like one person has already had an exorcism throughout the year. Um, it's like this time, right? Let's say it's March. Um, somebody else can be exercised and then it'll restart on the calendar year. So like nobody else can get an exorcism until January. Oh, like that kind of thing, like calendar year. That's, that's even worse. Yeah. Yeah. So good times, right? So three priests has to be all three priests to keep it safe, right? To keep you safe. Dan didn't follow protocol. Oh. <gasps> So he decided to do it by himself with four nuns to help him. He didn't contact anybody higher in the church. Nothing. He just decided, I'm going to do this all by myself. It's going to be fine because I Fucker. am a hero. Oh, my God. So this is where it gets like really bad. And I, I might as this makes me uncomfy. So in order to restrain her and keep her from hurting herself further, because, you know, she, most of her violence is toward herself, the nuns bound her hands and feet with rope and locked her in her room while they participated in the liturgy commemorating the ascension of Jesus. A few days after that, three days later, to be precise, they left her no food, no water, no human interaction for three fucking days tied up on her bed. A few days That's later. Disgusting. Ugh. Yep. A few days later, um, they chained her to a cross, chained her, they didn't tie her, they chained her to a cross with her arms stretched out in a fucking T-pose. So she'll suffocate and die. And carried her into the church to anoint her. So they anointed her with oil on her hands, on her head, and on her lips. Um, the entire time, she was begging to be tied up to be helped. So, so she was, like, more stable on the cross? Apparently. Oh, wait. Wait, she was begging for this? Yes. She was saying, help me, help me, please. Like, like in it. In such a way that they said, like, she was she was asking for them to do the exorcism. Because in her mind, once again, she has schizophrenia. In her mind, this is going to help her. So, Aww. Which is, is really common. Like, that's, that's a common symptom for people when they first get schizophrenia to, like, hear a voice that they think is Satan telling them they're bad. So, of course, she wants something to happen to her that will make her not bad. Whew. So, under orders from Dan Arino... They shoved a towel in her mouth to keep her from cursing and prayed over her to cast the devil out. All the while, they wet her lips with holy water. Can you tell me what a towel over your fucking mouth does when it's wet? That's called waterboarding. Uh-huh, and that will suffocate you. 
So after this, she was moved to her room and she was untied. And Dan Arino labeled her cured. She's cured. The devil's out. She was later on given bread and tea. And she fainted after she ate. She could not be awoken. When they checked her pulse, it was weak. And they called for an ambulance. In that ambulance, she was given six doses of adrenaline. Jesus fucking Christ. No pun intended. Holy shit. By the time she reached the hospital, she was dead. Oh my God. 23 years old. So at this point, when she gets to the hospital, the doctors see the marks on her wrists and they're like, holy fuck, this girl was killed. So they call the police. Right. They They get an autopsy done. The autopsy says she died of dehydration, exhaustion, and a lack of oxygen. Oh, she could, yeah, couldn't breathe. They starved her for several days. She also had fucking leukemia. Yeah. So she was already in a weakened physical state. So Dan Arino and the four nuns who assisted him were charged with murder. As they fucking should. He was sentenced to 14 years in prison. And the nuns were sentenced to between five and eight years apiece. Many of those in attendance to court that day were absolutely distraught when they heard they were convicted. What? Almost everybody in that courtroom agreed with the priests and the nuns because they knew that that girl had to have been possessed. Wow. Because that's just the cultural climate of the people. Right, yeah. (sighs) Soon after that court hearing, uh, and those folks were sentenced, um, the case was looked at again, and the priest... His sentence was taken from 14 years down to seven. And the other folks, theirs was reduced by like a year or two each. Okay. Because of the cultural climate. Ugh. When the girl, Kornichi, was buried, uh, as she was being lowered into the ground, the people cheered and clapped because they knew that the priest had done what he could to make sure that her soul was in heaven. Oh, my God. The Roman Orthodox Church closed that monastery and defrocked the priest. So he is no longer a priest. It means that they strip him of his, like, papal ability. Like, he he can't be a preacher anywhere. But, like, if he did the right thing, then why they defrock him? Because the Roman Orthodox Church didn't like that he killed somebody. So. Because that's a sin. Regardless. Like, he may have got the devil out of her, but she did. True. So. That was not a win. No. That's that's an L, my guy. (laughs) And then... This weird thing happened in 2014. The actual cause of death was discovered. It was how can an- they find? <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. How can they find the a new cause of death when she's six feet under for years? Because it was released to the public. It had been on the autopsy notes the whole time. What had happened was they overdosed her on adrenaline. <gasps> Bro, her body was weak, and things were already not okay. And they gave her way too much to try and get her to wake up. And they overdosed and killed her. Those folks in the ambulance were never tried. They were never charged with anything. And the judge who looked at the paper saw that, of course, her body was weakened by the leukemia, by not eating, by being waterboarded, all of that stuff. He looked at that, saw the cause of death was the overdose and went, fuck no, uh uh-uh. We're putting those bitches behind jail, like in jail. That's what's going to happen. You do not get to do that to another person. Absolutely not. So. All right. Yeah. Well. <sighs> Today, the cultural climate is that Koronichi was possessed and the father saved her soul. Still, people think that. If you ask That's somebody sad. in Romania about Koronichi, they're going to say, oh, yeah. Yeah. Father Dan Arino did the right thing. There are two movies 
made about this. Um, one from 2012 called Beyond the Hills that was based on this case. And then The Crucifixion that was released in 2017 that's also based around it. Um, I didn't look either of those up. I don't know if they're uh, like like how they portray the story, if it's like a horror situation or what it is, or if it's actually true to life. Um, but a lot of the information about... Um, about her life um i got from one particular article that i um it's called like trash on the hall floor is what the article titles for is is um it's the very last um thing in my notes it's Mm. by gene harris who actually spoke to the priest spoke to the nuns and to the friend that cornichi was going to see so it's it's a it's a lot of like real life experience as to what happened and it's 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 a pretty pretty rough read but yeah also also yeah. uh that friend is still alive yes yes that friend is still alive ah uh, that's awful yeah yep the whole situation's pretty bad damn she that's it, so sad I always hate it when people like like start off with shit and they just end with shit mm-hmm. Yeah, because it sounded like everything was going to get a little bit better, and then it did not. It just got worse. It did not. Yep. Just got worse. So thanks for coming to the worst talk of my life. Ugh. Yeah. It kind of wasn't even an exorcist. It was just... Uh Uh-huh. Damn, she just needed some lithium or something. Shit. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, I think that is probably the most horror horror story I could ever tell, um, because it's, it's something that actually happened. And it literally was just a situation of someone's, of a bunch of people just not believing in science and not believing in reality and having something made up in their brain. Ah. Yeah. And that one, that one's called an exorcism, but it's not really. Not really. But we still, yeah. <sighs> Once again, I had to read it. So now you have to listen. Yeah. Honestly, I was going to be like, man, this is an exorcism. But like, since you put in all the effort into it. Oh, thanks. I mean, it kind of isn't an exorcism, but it kind of is. It's rough. They still performed it. Yeah. Here we are. That's all right. Because mine's, mine's, this bitch was actually fucking possessed. So, like, I'll, okay. we'll, we'll all right. end on Tell a strong me. note. Yeah. Okay. I'm into that, though. I will. I will. Okay. We will do it. Are you ready? Yes. I think so. All right. Yeah. This is, yeah, <laughs> this is the part of the episode where we give shout outs to our newest Patreon members today. However, we do not have any newest Patreon members today, and that is A OK. And I'm slurring my words slightly. I know that I'm doing it, but it's like 10 o'clock and I get over it. <laughs> so, so I like your little Jesus cross in the corner there. Thanks. It actually came from reclaimed wood from Katrina. When did you get that? Uh, like eight years ago. Okay, eight or nine years ago. It's been a while. I don't know if I would take reclaimed wood from Katrina because, like, it was a gift. Haunted as shit. No, I mean it's been fine. Okay, it's been Gucci. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Um, where did I stop? Oh, but if you want to support us in any other means other than the Patreon, <laughs> please be please be sure to drop that rate of review on Apple Podcasts and drop that rate of review if you're on Spotify and anywhere else you're listening to us. Please be do- sure to do the thing. Because if you like what we do, rate and review. Fabulous. Thanks. All right, you ready? Yeah. You ready? Tell me an actual haunting story with hopefully a happy ending. Um. Shit. I mean. <sighs> we do this to ourselves every time. Of course they're not going to be happy. They're fucking haunted stuff. I, so like, it just, it, so it went well, but it just ended sooner than I would have liked. Oh. 
her life and as soon as oh oh i see yeah but okay um, she, she, she this one's actually a possession this one's like an actual possession so okay this woman's name is clara germana seely seal okay. i'm not quite sure we're gonna call her clara though all right this is the exorcism of clara so clara was born in 19 19- 1890 okay we're going back a little ways in south africa so not a whole lot is known about this event i did end up getting three solid pages of okay. this stuff but a lot of it's a little bit of floof of me trying to make it a little bit longer than what it actually is okay fair um, yeah so because it happened in south africa in the early 1900s uh, it's a little rough you know so yeah that makes sense uh, but it is dense. We do have we do have some stuff to talk about. We still have some stuff to talk about. So it was also really hard to Google because like when I Google something and more podcast comes up, the more like notes. That's when I know like okay, we're gonna yeah, it's gonna be kind of hard. hard. Yeah, but weirdly enough, when I Googled uh, "un pacte avec Satan," which is French for a pact with Satan, that's, I got more that's, results. That's not was- a French phrase I ever thought I would need. Yeah, weird. Un. It's not un. It's un. Unpack. All right. When you French flair, I gotta pull it. I gotta like trying to like rip French out of my brain from like ten years ago. Ugh. So more than ten years ago at this point, I'm having an ex- exponential crisis. So let's move on. From that. <laughs> so she was born uh, at the. Uh, sh- she was born at the young age of four. That is not what that says. She was orphaned at the age of four. There we go. Why is it always the orphans, man? I don't know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> She was also in a, um, well, she was in a religious orphanage. Okay. Okay. Um, so she was in a religious orphanage called St. Michael's Mission in Natal, South Africa. Okay. So she was baptized as Catholic. I was about to say, that sounds Catholic, St. Michael. Right. Like, her parents baptized her. I guess her parents baptized her, or she baptized when she got there. Either way, she was baptized with the Catholic shindig sprinkle on your face with the holy water while you wear your christening oh, outfit. I was about to say, you mean she was christened? Because those are different. Yeah, so I think people just, I think it's lost in, like, people aren't Catholic and they don't know that it's not baptism in mm. Catholicism, it's christening. Well, I think there's both. Just christening is for babies because you sprinkle them. Oh, And then okay. you baptize, like, adult folks who know oh. how to, like, hold their breath and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they don't drown because babies are stupid. Oh. Okay, well, if it was a baby, <laughs> the baby would have been Christ. I was Christ- Christian, Christian, Catholic. Thank you. I don't fucking know or care. My mom still has the little outfit that I wore, and I'm like, it. Oh, that's okay. precious. I think I think I watched a video of my own christening, and I was like, weird, weird. All right. So, <laughs> so anyways, um, da 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 da. All right. So whatever. Yeah. She grows up. In the orphan, she's never adopted. All right. Oh, that's um, sad. It's what happens in a lot of third world countries. Yeah. Um, kids aren't adopted. It's really yeah. more more often not they're not than here we are. We still have a problem here, but it's exacerbated the poorer you are. Right. Correct. Someone can afford to have a child. That's why they give up in the first place. Anyways, the nuns described her as an ordinary girl. Nothing special. Maybe like tamper tantrum here and there, but that's kind of like expected of like an edgy teenager kind of deal of like a kid growing up in an orphanage with lack of emotional care and intelligence right yeah right okay yeah so she hits the age of 16 in 1906 and this is when she starts to hit the fan okay oh oh no it all went wrong 
Uh, big surprise. Oh, no. <laughs> That's why we're here, ah. right? You're going to learn today. So Clara and I don't know if it was like passing, confession, like whisper. Like I don't know what the fuck medium of communication this was, but she told the guy that she was going to make a pact with the devil. Whoa. Satan, That's a little Satan. aggressive. Satan, if you will. Yeah, it was just she told told the guy. High priest was like, hey, I'm gonna, hey, I'm gonna pass my here. baton to Satan. It's not um it's not a phase, mom. I'm gonna go make a pact with the devil. Hard That's rock for was. life, my boy. Yep. So she was brushed off. No Whoa. idea why. Yeah, Whoa. so like no no one took it seriously. No Whoa. one was like, why? How? <laughs> Let's talk you out of this. Like it was just thoughts and prayers for her. She's just going through a hard time. T's and P's, Damn. you know what I mean? Damn. Got him, I so guess. She, she she goes through with it. Oh, wow. She well. she goes through with the whole shebang, and now she is, in fact, possessed by a demon. Are you ready for this shit? Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. So, when she first gets possessed, okay, she does go back to her father, uh, the father, uh, Father Horner Erasmus, okay? <laughs> I knew you were going to laugh at that. I was like, I don't know why, but it's just a funny name to laugh at. It is. It's Daddy so Erasmus. Daddy Erasmus. Oh, gross. So, they don't, they, they kind of still don't take it seriously when she does oh it. Oh, my gosh. They're just, like, they're just like, oh, an edgy teenager. She's dancing with the devil. It's, you know, 30, 30 Hail Marys. 30 Hail Marys. You're on your way, right? T's and P's. And thir- 30 Hail Marys, and you'll be fine. Oh, no. That's not what happened. Okay. Big surprise. That's not what happened. Um, her behavior came way more erratic, and she started to get aggressive. All right, so this Big shit surprise. starts going down. Yeah, you wouldn't have anybody ever, I guess. On October 20th of 1906, she's freaking everybody the fuck out because she was tearing at her clothes and growling like a wild fucking animal. Whoops. So a nun wrote... No animal had ever made such sounds, neither the lions of East Africa nor the angry bulls. At times, it sounded like a veritable herd of wild beasts orchestrated by Satan had formed a hellish choir. Damn. It was just so benign and so freakishly weird to be making those sounds. Yeah, no, I'm not into it. So she was also talking to people that she were were not there. Cool. Cool, We're bro. not she, like she was not talking to anybody, and one one of the nuns caught something that she said, and uh, Clara had said, "You have betrayed me. You promised me days of glory, but now you treat me cruel, cruelly." Well, yeah. So yeah, later, in, re, yeah. So later in her like accounts of confession, um, during or after, I have no fucking do, uh, idea. But later, uh, she did say that she was having a demon. An argument with the demon that was possessing Possessor. her. Yeah. Damn, bro. Does that suck? Like you get to deal with the devil when you know it. That motherfucker's gonna shaft you. And oh not no! Do what they say. What a surprise! You mean the a devil su- does the thing? Doesn't do the things that he says he's gonna do? Oh no! Oh, surprise to no one. <laughs> wow. All right. So she she one day calls out. And her one of her fits, she's like, sister, please call Father Erasmus. I must confess and tell everything, but quick, quick, or Satan will kill me. He has me in his power. Nothing is blessed with me. I have thrown away all the medals you have gave gave me. You gave me. Oh, because in Catholicism, the medals keep you the safe. 
Right. So the little Got crossy you. on the wall keeps you keeps you safe. So uh, yeah. she threw away all of her blessed crosses and trinkets and whatnot. So yeah, they also had something called. Oh, no, 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 no. It was a box for my trinkets. I can't remember what they're called, but they were literally things you would pay money to people that were Catholic and they'd give you the things. And it was like, oh, this will give you money. This will give you fame. This will give you safety. This will give you whatever. It's, oh my God, what are they called? Oh, like the little statues of the people? (gasps) Yeah, your tiny idols that, you know, the church sells. Oh, well, that's very funny for anybody that's ever been anywhere around Christianity. Um, Oh, shit. I literally can't remember what they're called. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I can, like, um, patrons? No, no, not those. They're literally things that the church would sell. Not, like, little figurines, but, like, literally things the church would sell. And it would be, if you buy this, you'll receive, like, blessings from God. And I can't remember what they're called, okay. but it's okay, it, indulgences. I, they were literally called indulgences. Are you fucking kidding? No, me? I'm serious. <laughs> I'm 100% serious. Indulgence. I think they're indulgences. Church. Indulgences. Yeah. is a teaching of the Catholic church. An indulgence is a way to reduce the amount of punishment you have. Oh my God. Uh, for the, un- like for what you've done for your sins. Because, of course, Catholics came up with a way to monetize everything. T's and P's. T's and P's. T's and P's just with money. It just took so long for my brain to load. (laughs) The fucking load. Oh, my God. Okay. Sorry. You're great. You're doing great, sweetie. We're getting there. So, this continues on for weeks. For a couple weeks. She goes on for weeks. They're just, she's just having, she's having a time. Okay. Uh, She's. She's, like, being tortured. She's torturing other people. No one's having fun. Okay? No one's having fun. No one's having a good time. When she was blessed with the holy water, it was just spicy water to her. She was getting burned by it. She was getting burned by it. Ouchies. Why don't you put habaneros in this? Why is it spicy? So, <laughs> if there ever was any other religious trinkets in the room, even out of sight, she would kind of start to, like, spasm and thrash Whoa. and, like... Yeah, she knew that shit was there. And, like, Bible verses, even Bibles themselves, just would piss her off and put her into a rage, okay? Uh, They even tried to do, at some point in some part of this, before we get to the exorcism part, they even tried to do, like, a holy communion. Mm-hmm. A Euch- Euch- Eucharist. Eucharist, thank you. Got you. Okay, and uh, none of it was helping. None Damn. of it. Uh, Eucharist is a uh, celebration. Like, they tried to do, like, another Last Supper, like, jesus right yep okay. yeah that's okay. what communion is supposed to represent is you can call it communion or the eucharist either one yeah for those of you who don't know i didn't know oh fun fact like, fun fact more you know i'm learning every day Ooh. so she was also she was also another oh okay so remember how you had that case where she, the chick was like super clairvoyant and be like you i know what you did last summer with right. your cousin okay yeah she <laughs> she was doing the same shit of she course could, she was. She could call out somebody in the room and be like, I know what you did. Here's the secret that no one knows about. People she didn't even fucking know. I don't like that. They would walk into the room because, like, a lot more people got involved than, like, I'm, like, explaining in yeah. this. Like, during her exorcism, there was 170 people there. Jesus. So, like, people, yeah, people were, like, coming through, right, to, like, see what the fuck was going on, what the, co- the hoopla was about. Um, so people will walk in and she'd just be like, 
you did this on that day. It was exactly what happened. And, like, it was bad. Like, yeah. people were like, fuck off. All right. So she also, no, okay, to cover that. Okay. She starts speaking in every other fucking language that she has never seen, been taught. There's no books in the church. Like, there's no, like, she lived there, breathed that church, like, from her conscious memories to this point, has never been anywhere except this church and, like, probably the surrounding community. Okay? Yeah. No, that's not good. But she was speaking Polish, German, French, Norwegian, all of it. Okay? That's nuts. Speaking, yeah, speaking all of this. And, like, the nuns were like, we didn't teach her this. We don't know where the fuck this is coming from. Yeah. She was also stronger than anyone at that church. Plus, I don't multiple like that. People. She's 16. Yeah, she's 16. And the strongest priest in that church, because when she'd have violent outbreaks, they would try to contain her so she wouldn't hurt herself or others. Yeah. The, the most, like, strongest guy in that place, overpower. Just Jesus. What, like, just break out of the restraints. Like, couldn't be held down. <laughs> she was also. I read a thing that said she was throwing nuns around and beating them up. What the fuck, bro? She would just throw them. That's not okay. You don't get to That's just not... throw people like bowling balls. I like. I'm not. A, I'm not a huge religious person, but you don't throw nuns. Come on, like no. what? They're just, those they're those just are nuns. the ladies doing the things. Stop it. Those are, that's the ladies doing the Lord's work. You know what I mean? Like just, just let them do their things. Oh, no. Every time I every time I think of a nun, I think of that vine where the, the nun on the run. Yeah. And he was like, he, she was like, you go, sister. And she was like, amen. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I'm not on a run. Wow. So she does that. She's be okay. Um, so during her deep states of being like possessed, like it's like, you know, like two two souls in one body kind of thing. It doesn't, and that does not work out. Um, so like where she, the demon's obviously trying to take over, she would fucking levitate off of the ground five feet in the air every goddamn day yeah no that's uh the big bad that's not <laughs> it's like uh, there's claire there claire goes again she's fucking levitating off the ground it would be vertical she'd just be standing upright and go five feet in the air or she'd be horizontal and go five feet up in the air nope i don't like that every every day nope uh nope mm-hmm Every and everyone saw this. It was like, hey, look, like she's back at like it was everyone saw it. And the only way to get her to come back down to get it to stop was to just chuck holy water at her. She's Louise. That's where the idea of the holy hand grenade came from. She <laughs> She eat the water at her. I didn't know that's what that actually <laughs> no, was. No, I don't think that's what that actually is. Oh, but it just cracks oh. me up. Just imagining throwing this little like thing of water at her just here you go poof and it hits her and she comes down it's it's like almost like a molotov cocktail but yeah. it's just holy water yeah. and like holy fragile <laughs> you could you could probably do like sugar like cool like blow yeah. a sugar ball and then put water in it and you can like seal it up and throw that sugar because it wouldn't there cut you go. anybody yeah and then it would go. break and it'd be like a little sugar glass everywhere and covered in holy water and then if you want to like really freak people out just start eating the the there you go <laughs> the sugar the bits and you're like oh my god she's eating <laughs> <laughs> that would be really fucking funny to do in public yeah, actually it would. to start oh my god sold all right the next time we're together let's go to the middle of dc and do that no my god <laughs> somehow that would make it back to my job all right probably <laughs> maybe not so 
So, like, one of the weirdest things, this is probably, like, really fucking weird, instead of, like, hot, I mean, Hot Dog Ghost was really weird, but, like, this is weirder, okay? <laughs> Rotisserie Hot Dog Ghost, I forgot. <laughs> How could you forget? That's That just lives rent-free in my head, okay? Oh, oh so funny. Okay. <laughs> it was just the way you moved your finger, okay? I was like, is this fucking, like, this ding not like this, not like, okay, so... The people in the mission would say that she would turn into a fucking snake. Of course she would. So, so there's a ver- there's varying degrees of this, okay? Obviously she's not turning into a snake, but she would slither across the fucking floor. And when Sounds she like would a do- seizure. <laughs> no, she would actually like oh. not like not flop on the ground like a seizure. She would actually move across the floor somehow. Well, thanks. I hate it. And Apparently, at that point, she was, like, super flexible, and she was described as almost rubbery. <laughs> no, thank you, because all I can imagine is the had a second Harry Potter movie when Harry gets all the bones removed from his arm and it's just floppy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's all I can I think hate- about. I don't like that. I- Thanks very much. I think that's why I didn't like Harry Potter, because actually, now that I'm, like, I think it was that point that I was like, I don't like this mm. now anymore, so. Yeah. Hmm. She also bit a nun. Okay, that's rude. But but when she did, the bite marks apparently were more fangy than human. Ew. Yeah. No, thank you. It was weird. It was weird. That, so yeah. all of yeah, all of this keeps up for like a week, couple no, uh couple weeks, August 20th to September 11th. Okay. So like a couple weeks, couple weeks is going on. All right, so not long, thank God, because she is showing blatant, blatant. See, they waited for more than just one fucking sign, unlike right. these people in two thousand five. Right, right, right. So, uh, definitely, definitely showing all the signs. Okay, yeah. especially I think the one that tipped them off was the languages. Yeah, no, that one's pretty that scary because, w- like, that's whew. that's the one. That's the one that you don't you don't fucking do that overnight. So nope. finally, they do an exorcism on this poor girl. Fa- uh, both Father Erasmus and Reverend Monsueti. Monsueti is his name. It's, um, it's a Roman last name. They get the green light from the church. Cool. They're like, "What the fuck? Do it! Do it now! Make it happen!" All right. So September eleventh, nineteen oh six. They started on her very very early in the morning. And went on until the late hours at night. They were stopping Jeez. to take breaks. Yeah. It was not fun for anybody because no. when she was getting uh, exercised with an OR, exorcised, her bullshit was just being exacerbated. She was spitting, growling, strength, saying shit. No, okay, thank it was you. getting worse. Right. It was it was the whole kit and caboodle. At one point, like right, kind of like right when they first start doing this, I guess they didn't have her down secure enough. She knocks the Bible out of uh, one of the religious man's hands. Oh, well, that's rude. And then tries to strangle him with his own scarf. Well, that he just did a fucking stupid. You don't wear vestments <laughs> or a scarf to an exorcism. Hello? Yeah, She's going to try and choke you. Right. Take your piercings out. What an idiot. Take all, of, take all hanging things off of you. Seriously. Anything she can grab, <laughs> you just get rid of that. It was ugh, stupid. Yep. So they do it. All day long for the first day, first day, and the audience was in front of 170 people. That's so okay? many fucking people. So many fucking people. So they do it for a day, 
they don't they don't get it done okay next day they gotta do it again and it's all spp it's all stinky poo poo yeah so at some point this was really weird this was like a very convoluted not great explanation but at some point the demon proclaimed that they would all know when that demon was gone when her body would levitate off the floor okay huh? who, who missed am i to say otherwise yeah I don't, right? I don't think that's true i think that demon was like making shit up I, that's what i think yeah honestly i don't know so in front of this whole massive audience of 170 people she begins to start levitating not that moment but like right. later down the line she starts levitating five feet off the floor oh wow they get her back down and they deem her as saved that's not very smart don't trust a thing a yep. demon says hello Exor- right so now she's exercised she's free of the demon right Ooh. do we know i don't know yeah, I don't but think she's are. demon free somehow. One source that I read, yeah, which I- I'm not quite sure where they got this from because right. I didn't quite see this in other things, but I couldn't get my hands on the book that actually talks about this because somebody actually wrote, like, gathered all the sources and wrote something about this. Very nice. A year later, uh-huh. okay, depending on who you ask, uh-huh. a year later, she makes another pact with the devil and is possessed again. Nuh-uh. Apparently, I'm just telling you what the internet says, and the internet never lies. Let me tell you what. No, 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 no. I think <laughs> there's still a demon in there, and he was just biding his time. Yeah, I think so, too. That would make more like, sense for me. Because this would make more sense of, like, I yeah. don't know. No. I don't know. So, does it again. Does it again. Uh, they just go right back in, and they do another Jeez. two-day exorcism on her. And this time... When she was exercised, there was a stench that filled the air that was just so repulsive. There we go. And that's then she it. Was, and then she was deemed free of the demon once again. Nice. Okay. okay. So I think, so if this second round did in fact happen, I think that this makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, absolutely. The stinky poo-poo went away. That's PP, stinky poo-poo. So after this, like basically what was said of the aftermath of what happened was she was embarrassed and because like her actions and like what had happened oh, yeah. and that she made this made the pact and whatnot like she bit people she slithered across the floor yeah that would embarrass me fuck? too right so she just she asked for forgiveness fair um and she didn't like hide away or anything but she was just like asked for forgiveness and to move forward yeah like, just just let's move forward blah 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 okay she went to live on a humble life to just kind of like repent whatever whatever what feels she was feeling right Unfortunately, she died at the age of 22 due to heart failure. Damn. And was cremated upon death. Oh, shit. So she's not, like, according to the Catholic tradition in heaven. Yeah, which is really fucked up. Yeah. But apparently in her death record, she was cremated and no one knows where she is. Damn. Yep. Well. Well. So that's really both shitty shitty endings, but... uh, that's that's Clara. <sighs> well, yeah, that was a that was a well. Actually, that might have been like pre the decision that you had to have like your whole body still around. I don't know. I don't actually know when that was a thing in the Catholic Church. I don't know. I'm not Catholic, so I don't know. I'm a uh, reformer or whatever. Protestant. That's the word. Oh, I was Protestant. Gonna say, you were like I'm reformed, and I was like, congratulations. I don't know. <laughs> I'm happy for you. No. Happy bar mitzvah. I don't know. Ah, thanks. <laughs> yep. No, that would be Gary. Although he's not like oh, yeah. practicing Jewish. 
Oh, that's right. I forget Jer- uh, Gary. Jerry. I almost call him Jerry because of it's fine. he's a Jew- Jewish Gary. Jewish Gary. Jerry. <laughs> it's a Jerry. terrible. You're a, you're a Jewish Gary. All right. Well, Here we are. Well, both of our stories yeah. were kind of awful. I know. <laughs> I wanted you to have a little bit better one, but you were like, no, this is awful. And I was like, this Shit. episode's going to suck. <laughs> well, it has made me want to do like a deep dive into the different like traditions of religions. So I might end up doing that. We'll see. Wild. Do Shit's work crazy. Tomorrow? No. Might need to do a Patreon episode tomorrow. Cool. Cool. I'll see if I whip something up real quick. Cool. For cool. sure me. All right, cool. Great. Super fun. Okay, cool. Great. I want to go to bed now. Oh my god, same. Well, no, I got to do homework. Okay. But after that, bed. Oops. Yeah. When are you when are you done? When are you graduating? Uh, I don't know. Sometime soon, hopefully. Eventually. Okay. Yeah. Eventually. It'll happen. It's fine. Don't yawn. Put that away. Put that thing away. Put that thing back where it came from. So help me. So help me. Yeah, that. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. If you want to check us out, please be sure to head over to our website at www.hauntherarbarelyknowher.com. We have a contact page. If you want us to cover an episode, a topic, a whatever, tell us a joke, be sure to head there, drop a drop a note, and we see it. And it's a yeah. laugh, and it's always funny. Absolutely. It's great. Yes. And then, if you want to hit us up on social media, Instagram and Twitter, at H-H-I-B-K-H podcast. I'm on Instagram. So he's on Twitter. Woo. I really want to hire somebody to manage those, but we're not there yet. That's all right. Soon. Yeah. Oh my god, stop! You're making me sleepy. Put Bro, I'm having away. sleep issues. Get off my dick. I will never my, will always my bother teacher. you. My history teacher used to say, get out of my teeth. Get out of my beard. LOL. He had That's a big pretty beard. good. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Cool. We good? We yeah. Great. We cool? All I right. think so. So until next time. Haunt her. I barely know her. Or any of those people with the, the demons and the stuff. <laughs> Sad.